Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Closet. Today, Matteo and I are joined by special guest, comedian, actor, podcaster, writer, Eagle Wit. What's good? It is fun that your last name is Wit. And you're a comic. Yeah, I got lucky. That is pretty... I didn't even think of that, but that is... Did you do 10 shows last night? No. Oh, all right. Eagle does more shows than anybody I know. Because on Instagram, he had a picture where it was like, did you see the picture? He posted it and it was like kind of blurry. And you're like, when you do 10 shows in a night, things well, get blurry. You know what? Well, last night, I had my night off for the first time since since COVID. Damn. I had a night off. It was nice. But that picture was from a night where I did like 10 shows. Jesus. My first night off was... This Tuesday, really? I realized that I've been doing stand up every single. Ooh, I've been really do, been doing stand up every single day since April. We're mm-hmm. talking like like just one hundred percent no nights off. Yeah, none. I've taken. You a can hear in his voice. Just, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just mid, yeah, yeah. Mid conversation. But we talked about that because Eagle is. I'm trying to think. We started. When did we like first meet? Um, I don't know, but I know. Uh, I saw you on the tail end of you miking. Oh, that's right. I mean, me and miking. We're mic and, days. You and Evan. Me and Evan Williams. What's miking? Going like, to mic. Oh, oh, open mics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, of course, of course, of course. I, right, totally. <laughs> I was like, Emma, it's yeah. been so long since yeah, you've yeah, gone yeah. to open mic. Oh, of course. <laughs> you saw Matei when he was on the tail end of going to open the, mics. Yeah, the tail end. I saw him and Evan, and I remember wow. like I because I would come around with like a book bag on. I don't sure. Know if yes. And. Uh, I would like go up or whatever and you know whatever just started and I remember seeing him he did this like a uh, Mariah Carey alphabet joke or something yeah. like that right Oh Christina Aguilera singing I mean, the Christina alphabet Christina Aguilera singing <laughs> the alphabet and Evan had these bits and I remember like oh those two don't them niggas are funny Yeah like, oh, my god how do you get yep. like that I get that too when you the first time when you see someone you're like oh they're doing like what is this they're doing what is this and then you're like oh jokes there's like a whole thing it's like a language <laughs> Yeah where it yeah. works you're like right. oh 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 right. it works for them <laughs> Yeah wait a minute you see, wait like, a minute 30 comics bomb and then it works for two you're right. like wait wait how they do that. <laughs> how long were you doing mics for until you started booking? Because now you work the cellar, now you work all the clubs. Like, how long were you doing mics for before you started working clubs? Um, not long. Not long. Not say. long. Because I remember I first saw you at New York Comedy Club. I was in New York Comedy Club six months in. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you don't know, that's a really short amount of time. That's a very, very short, short amount, amount of time. time. I think I remember seeing you. Did you ever do Ricky's show, ba- Fat, Baby? Fat Baby? Yeah, I used to do Fat Baby all the time. I remember that's maybe the first time that I saw you was there, or would have been in it like at the pit. The Fat yeah, Baby yeah, was a show the that pit used makes to. Sense too. They would have to get like a DJ. They were crazy oh, fun. Lots wild. of drink, like very like drinking heavy. I just, I mean, I remember doing it a couple times uh, and it being kind of like hazy a little bit. <laughs> I remember once doing it, there was a location in the Lower East Side and it yeah. was in this like almost like a cement basement and it was dark and the stage was just lit by like purple lights. It was so bizarre. The show, like, beep, 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 beep. I remember yeah, that yeah, sound yeah, being played. Yeah. They were fun. Super fun. Yeah. That's the only bar show that would book me. Really? That's how I got into clubs so fast because comics wouldn't book me on bar shows. And then why wouldn't they book you on bar shows? You're funny. I don't know. They, I don't know. I, Do you I, ever I see any know. of those comics around now? Like, <laughs> they're all comics that didn't move up from okay. the bar shows they sure. produce. Right. You know, like Ricky booked me. Ricky was like a higher up comic, I right. guess, you know? So he booked me on Fat Baby. But that was the only one I had. Isn't Fat it Baby. funny how when you do comedy, your, your first form of like currency, so to speak, is the respect of your peers? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Totally. Especially in, I mean, I 
kind of felt that in Boston, but in New York, way maybe. I mean, this sounds kind of fucked up, but I, maybe it's because I respected the peers in New York more. Well, I mean, Boston, we, in so other words, more. we weren't thinking about money. We just wanted to get on stage. And right. we like, like, if you had done a joke or done a mic and then someone that you respected afterwards was like, oh, you're really funny. To me, that, that would be like, that's like, a, you're like on a high for like a sure. week. Yeah, oh sure. my God, so-and-so thought it was funny. I'm make it. Like the yeah, first time I did Knitting Factory, you would, I, you could not have convinced me to that I was not, a, like, I've been on The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson. Sure. Like, it was just <laughs> such a huge, because I did Hannibal's Knitting Factory. It was like, right when I started, and like, it was the lure of Hannibal's you, Knitting Factory. Was that around when you were popping around? No, All no, right. no. When I came around, it was, uh, it was, uh, three dudes. Uh, Kenny, Will, and, uh, Clark. Babe. Yeah. And not and now the difference like I just did knitting factory with Marie Amina and Sid which was I have not had that much fun in I don't in years we went to Kellogg's Diner afterwards but when you're first starting in comedy because now I'm friends with Marie Sydney and Amina like sure we all are in this business together we've been we're best friends we talk all the time so obviously doing the knitting factory is one of the best shows in the city but when you're a fresh young new comedian and you do not know Hannibal and you don't know the upperclassmen in your in your whatever right your field to be asked to do knitting factories like right insane i mean right. i would imagine the same when you got your audition for the seller how did you feel uh I was, I mean, the whole process with the seller was shocking for me. I, I didn't, I wasn't even trying to get. Who got you in? Dan Natterman. Nice. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Oh, Dan Natterman. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so to sell you got, they do it like a rec, you, they do a whole, there's a whole web of recommendation stuff. That is how that usually goes. Mine was Rick Chrome. Mm-hmm. Whose was yours? My manager at the time got me the audition. Oh, dope. really? Yeah, I was like, we were talking about something else, and he was like, I'm close with the booker, and like, I'll send her your tape. And he set the tape, and then they were like, Do you want to come down and audition? I think it was like this Friday, and I was like, Okay, really? Did it? Yeah. Emma hosted uh-huh. mine. Did I really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Yeah. Talk about I, your experience. I we all I want to all talk about our experiences auditioning. Um. Well, well, from start, I got I got it because I I was you know I was broke and I and I took a gig uh, at like a synagogue in Long Island for sure. two hundred bucks, opening yep. for somebody named Dan Natterman. Hey. So I was like, whatever. I go out there. I'm like, this is gonna be hell. Like, this sure. isn't my crowd or whatever. But I killed, and then they uh, brought me back. They wanted me back again, like back a synagogue. month or two later. Yeah, yeah, at like a bigger, a bigger synagogue. Ooh, like, hey, moving on right? up. Like, huge, and uh, and Natterman, you know, crushed, right? Of course. Um, but the second time, so I go, I open up for him again, crush again, and then we take the LIR back, and we're talking on the train, whatever. We exchange like Facebooks, and then. Couple days pass and we're talking on Facebook Messenger. He's like, "How's the city treating you?" I'm like, "Oh, it's great. I'm working everywhere." Because I was, right. but I wasn't working at the seller. But I don't even picture the seller at that point in my sure. life. Like I was like, "Whatever." That's because at whole this different point, thing. how many, how far in are you? Three years. Okay. So I was like, "That's a whole different thing." You right. Know, maybe four years. Um, but then I'm like, "Yeah, I'm working everywhere." He's like, "Yeah, are you working the seller?" Which he knew the answer. Right. Right. And I yeah, was, was like, like, "You didn't see me at the table, Dan. Yeah, you know that I'm you're not there here. every day, fam. You haven't seen me." Right. Uh, and I was like, "No." I was like, "But that's like, you know." That's like years ahead. And he sure. goes, why? You're ready now. And I go, ah. And I go, I don't even know how I would get in. He goes, I'll wreck you. He was like so nice about it. That's like, crazy awesome. nice. And yeah, I just sent him a tape. 
Then I sent it to, you know, the process. You right, send it right. to like Liz, Gnome. They send it to Esty. Sure. I had to send two different tapes. You have to get five vials of blood. Yeah. You, it have to, is? you have to go find <laughs> yeah. bat semen from Argentina, drink it, and then do a sacrificial land. That's what it feels like. And sometimes. all that blood has yeah. to be approved by like six different people exactly. before it gets and, to the Yeah, that blood needs a blue check mark. It's a whole But when you audition, so obviously they get, you know, like, so the booker of the of the seller is a woman named Esty, who we now all know and love. But before you know Esty, very scary. Everyone tells you a different right, story about it. Right, right, right. And by the way, none of them that are painting her as mean just as like do the right, right thing. Right, right, right. Like, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Which is so funny. When I tell her now, I'm like, Esty, everyone told me this and that. She goes, none of it's true. Right. None <laughs> of it's true. And she's right. None of right. it's true. But when you get there, so it's I'm sure it was a Friday or Saturday night. Friday night. Eight uh, o'clock. I think so, something like that. Yeah. Usually um, it's late night, actually. They would have, because I hosted a bunch when people It might have been a late night. It would always be 11, the 11 o'clock shows when they would always do them. Interesting. I yeah. remember uh, I was sitting there, a couple like of my community friends knew about it. Not a lot. Right. Like two knew right. about it, and they came. And, uh, they came sitting. to watch you do the audition? No, oh, no, no, no. They didn't come to watch me do the audition. Wait, they, I actually they were just remember this. Olive tree with me. You remember I rem this? this is so f I'm so surprised I am getting deja vu. I rem I, I fucking remember this. I remember you auditioning because yeah. I actually do remember one of your friends was standing in the doorway when I was down yeah. there and then he was kind of like I actually wasn't watching the audition. I was like focusing on something else and I remember him being like kind of going like this like while you were on like and I remember he, whoever it was was he was like very well dressed or something. He was dressed pretty slick. And he was like, "He's the truth about you." And I was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." I remember something like that. Like I was like, That's "All right," funny. but he was like digging, watching you. Yeah, I mean, like I was, I was. Uh, it's weird because I got there, and of course you're like nervous and stuff, right? And like, the, like Esty was like, "Oh, I'm gonna put you up like." second or sure. something like that right and i was like all right cool and then she was like okay third or i was like okay cool right. then like i just kept getting pushed back in the line it's gonna be 10 years and then and pop. then they were like uh you're following tom papa and i didn't know much about him mm -hmm. and everybody was like that's a killer he's a killer <laughs> and i was like what do you mean he's a killer right. like i was like so scared and i went downstairs and he was killing he was murdering right and then uh yeah you know i had a good audition were your friends that. there was that the time they were down there or was it a Maybe. different time okay. i don't know i, think I don't, I don't know if they came down i think there was a seller comic i was friends with that was down there in the back wasn't maybe. that it was someone i'd never seen so maybe it was the time you're just doing a spot i think it maybe they came down and went back up when you were on oh maybe because i kind of had. i know esty walked out in the middle of my audition which Ooh. was terrifying well sometimes that's good she's it seen enough and she right. knows you're in but while you're up there you don't know that she walked out in the middle like i got a huge applause break and oh, she God. just walked out and i remember thinking like fuck fuck, fuck. what did i do right what did right, I do? right 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 but if yeah. they're getting an applause break but she came and are. talked to you right after right kind of i lost her like she she walked out. I had one more joke after that applause break joke. I got off stage, um, and Atel was on after me. And Atel grabbed my arm and said, "Hey, you're really funny," or something like that, which spun my fucking sure. brain. And I literally spun around, and I wow. looked and I couldn't find Esty. And then I went up the stairs, and I, she's like near the top of the stairs. I was like, "You need help getting up the stairs." She was like, "No, no, no, help honey. getting up the stairs." Yeah, I didn't fucking know. Right, I was so nervous. Damn, yeah, I was already yeah, like on yeah, suck up yeah. mode for real. Imagine she's like, "Yeah, <laughs> give me a fucking piggyback." And you're like, okay, okay. <laughs> uh. Yeah, I hugged her when she passed me. Aww, sure. Yeah. sure. I asked her for a hug mid-sentence. Wow. She was like, uh, you send the veils on Sundays? And I go, wait, did you say veils? And right. she goes, yeah. And I go, does that mean I'm in here? And she goes, yeah. And I go, can I hug you? Oh, <laughs> I love that. I'm so hyped. I get making, it's like not quite knowing what to say to her because I remember sitting across from her and she was trying to, she was about, she was like, I love your joke. She was like, I love, she's like, I love this. And she's about to say that. And it made me so nervous. I said, I went, where are you from? <laughs> at the wrong time and she said she went 
Israel. And I didn't know what this fucking, how to respond to Israel. So I was like, because what do you say? I wasn't like, oh, I lo- Israel's great. Like, Israel's like a loaded place to even comment on. So yeah. I was like, oh, Israel. <laughs> and then she was like, so send your veil Sunday. And I was like, great. I was like, why the fuck did I ask her where that fucking from? And then she has, of all the places I could have commented on any place. But I was like, oh, yeah, I'm cool, 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 cool. And she was like, avails. But I remember that very well. I, I remember blacking out in the avails. I was so hyped. Like, I remember, oh, hitting, yeah. up, I remember hitting up Derek Gaines, like, bro, when do we send avails? And he was like, you weren't listening? I was like, I can't even By remember. By the way, I, I still excited. do this. I'll text, like, Carmen Lynch and be like, yeah. what, what day are we supposed to do? How are we supposed to do this? When I auditioned, I remember I got. Because uh, it was, I got it from Rick Chrome from a from an article that was written about blah, blah blah this and that. Anyways, I was brought up in a podcast. Then no one was like, but okay. so Rick Chrome. So I was at dinner with my agent. Mm. We were doing like a yearly dinner catch up, and then I got a message from Esty being like, "Seller, can you do the seller audition this Friday at like ten or whatever?" Sure. And I had shows booked, and I was like, "Yep." Of and course, I canceled all the other shows. No, I'm doing. <laughs> and I went with Sashir. I brought Sashir. She's one of my best friends, so she was like my support. Brought Sashir. Seton Smith was hosting. Nice. And I followed Judy Gold. I have no recollection of who was hosting when I did it. I have absolutely. You know who you no followed? Idea. No, I was. So, you know what? What? I didn't mean to put. I just no, jabbed good. you. I. I remember a pacing. Oh, wait, I think it was Sean. No, I don't remember because I remember being nervous. And so I was like, I kept like walking outside and then going in. And I remember Gary Goldman told me how to get downstairs and where the light was, which is no. Oh, okay. I remember who was hosting. It was um, William Stephenson, RIP. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I remember that. And he, he was about to say the next comic is auditioning, but then he like, st- he was like, your next comic is dropping in. And then he Ooh. brought me up. Cause, but then when you say dropping in, it, it makes it sound like the person's a celebrity. That's which true. Add also, the was like, yeah, yeah, I was yeah. like, I'm not fucking out of You gave me a great intro. I remember. Good. You gave me a great intro. I remember being like, fuck yeah. I'm a, yeah. Oh, good. I appreciate that. <laughs> I'm glad I did. I just remember Esty afterwards. Well, I, you know, you don't really speak to her. And then you're, I was waiting in the stairwell. And she came down to watch my audition. She was wearing like a cheetah print shirt. Mm. And everyone's like, she's not going to talk to you. She's not going to talk to you. And then she walks right up to me. She's like, did they tell you how to take it to the stage? And I was like, oh, yeah. She goes, okay, good. And then she went in the shadows. And then afterwards, I came up. She goes, so funny. Send me out of here. <laughs> she goes, so funny. And I was like, oh. Wow. There's a clip in HBO's Crashing where Esty heckles a comedian on it. Have you guys seen this? No. So I remember. <gasps> oh, yeah, yeah, You know yeah, what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. So there's a scene where, and it pierced through my brain. I remember someone was uh, was watching Crashing, and I was like walking through the room, and then all of a sudden I hear Esty heckle the comedian going, I'm, I'm this impression of her is going to stop. She's like, write some new jokes. And I was like, ah! Can like you was, imagine? Fuck. Jesus. Jesus. Also, just hearing that, like, Ooh. percolating in the air. Like, I felt like I was like, is she talking to me? Like, I thought fuck. she was, like, coming from God. Like, I was like, I'm <laughs> fucking working on it. I'm crying. That's what it felt like. What, you, when I got to the top of the stairs, I I was just coming off of, like, so many things where I felt like I deserved something and didn't get it. Sure. So, like, I literally was just, like, and I, I had killed. I had a really strong audition. Mm. And I remember, like, asking her, like, how do you think I did? And she was right. like, how do you think you did, honey? And I was like, I mean, I, it doesn't matter what I think. Like, right. it matters Fuck what you me. think. Like, yeah. I can think I killed. That doesn't right. mean I'm in. Like, right. It was just so, yeah, that was the first, like, good news I got in, like, a year based off, like, killing. Really? Yeah, I had, like, done competitions where I came in second and the crowd Second's booed. still pretty good. I but, but the crowd would, like, boo the winner. Like, okay, okay, I was, okay. like, clear-cut winner. Like, those things were right. back to back to back. Right. And then seller audition. So right. I was like, 
I killed, but that probably was bad the right. way I killed. Like I was like in my head. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I hate yeah. auditions. I just don't understand why they're oh the competitions. Or, no, competitions. Like oh, they why suck. they're even. They're so it's the antithesis it's a thing of to comedy. Do. It's a thing to do, and then it also is like puts you in a shitty, stressful situation. So then you kind of like maybe weeds people. I don't. I don't know. But yeah, they fucking blow. It's awful. What were you like as a kid? Well, trying to I picture like a little you. Where did you, you grow up? And were you ever chubby? No, I was never okay. chubby. Um, <laughs> I was what? just curious. Uh, I was chubby, so if someone says they were chubby, then I always just like. If anything, I was like skinny, probably. Mm. Same. I was yeah. like, I was, I was, yeah, I was frail. Uh, grew up upstate Brooklyn. Uh, did like a year of LA in high school. I thought you, you were gonna say, I you were gonna say like a year in Alcatraz or something. You were like, <laughs> like a year in prison. Did a year in I prison. A year. <laughs> a year in LA because you're just because your parents were out there or whatever it was. Um. No, I was really bad in high school, like really, really bad. Mm. And they surprised me. It was one of the worst days of my life. I was very upset about it. Uh, they surprised me with tickets and luggage next to my bed. Like I woke up on a school day. Right. And I looked over and it, my bags were packed and there was an itinerary on the bag. Shit. And was this like a rehab type situation? No, I was just a badass kid. And I was like flunking through school like really that. bad. And my mom called my sisters who were like, early 20s at the time but they lived in LA like on right. their own to some extent sure um, and she was like you guys gotta take him he's gotta move away from his friends like he's gotta mm. move away from this scene do you think your parents were right no no because I went to LA and I had the same type of behavior yeah you're like it's not my fucking friends like I'm no, just I'm here. the problem yeah, right, yeah. Exactly. right right right, I, right. I, I was definitely the problem right you're like yeah. I'm just gonna do the same shit in LA oh so thanks for the sunshine my I sister tells a great story she's like uh, she was like um, the first day Eagle went to school out here I came home from like I was like working with my boyfriend whatever and he had like a whole basketball team of niggas in the crib. Yeah. Like, there were, like, girls running around. There's, like, food getting made. She was like, it was his first day of school. Like, I don't right. even know how you can make friends that fast. Yeah. Do you, think you, yeah. do you think doing comedy, though, has sort of, like, calmed all the things that, quote, unquote, made you a bad kid? And you're like, oh, I found focus. Like, my drive mm -hmm. now, the things that I like. Um... I'm trying. I'm trying to set you up as a PR thing here, Eagle. I know. Yeah, you. yes, I know yeah. you. I know your life. Well, here's. I wasn't like harming anyone. Sure. You know what I mean. You were I was, class clown. I was class me clown, too. but I was like a vicious class clown. Ooh. Like I look back on it and I feel bad for teachers that had me. I feel bad for some of the teachers that had me too, because I was always going to the principal's office because they'd be like, "Shut the fuck up." They gave me a story time, so they'd be like, "Be quiet." You can tell a story at the end of class. Ooh, that's like the classic fucking stand-up thing. Isn't that crazy? It was fifth grade. This one teacher let me do it, and so I would like do it, and then like kids would like talk to me about it. They'd be like, "What kind of story are you gonna tell?" Oh, that's yeah, so cool. Yeah, it was like hyping me up, kind of. But then, then I was like, "I'm gonna make it in show business." I was, I was just a kid crumbling in a corner, just it's like tough being wallowing a kid. my own self pity. It's tough, yeah. Yeah, would high you, school sucked. Would you get girls? Of course, it's Eagle. I'm Eagle curious. Yeah, such good game. Uh, yeah, but but I never really fucked with the girls in my high school. Like it was very mm. rare. I was one of those kids that like would fuck with a girl in a different high school. Then like she'd come to the basketball games at my high school, and everybody'd be like, "That's Eagle's bitch." Oh shit. That's right. She's, you know she she exists. And the girls at my school, like I don't know. Even to this day, the girls I grew up with, grew up with. They don't think I'm special at all. Why not? What's their fucking problem? I don't know. Like, yo, yo, my biggest high school crush, this bitch will never give me a shot, bro. What? I don't know what it is. I, I, oh, my God. Is she still looking good, though? <laughs> she is, really? yo. Eagle's still young. How old are you? 27 now. I just turned 27. Oh, my God, that's right. Ha what's happy her problem? Oh, yeah, happy birthday. birthday. Wait, what's her problem? Why would she not? Why? What's, what's the deal? I don't know. You know what it is? I was, I was, they saw me at my 
most immaturist sure. version of me being a class clown. Like right. I was like really the dickhead. You out were of working on your I set. Kind of, I can I'm trying to kind of picture Eagle because I just think of you now as like such a hard worker who like obviously oh, cool. you have fun Not and bad. stuff, but like I can't imagine. He could have been working hard, but on being a dickhead. Oh man, I, this is what this is my. Would you have made plan. fun of me? No, I didn't make fun of any kids. Mm. Oh, okay. Any kids. I made fun of teachers. Ooh. Oh, oh, Eagle, you would have been a hero. And I was like mm. a popular kid, but mm. I would like bring everybody together. Like in my school, nobody yeah. bullied anybody. We just really? bullied teachers. Like Ooh. I didn't fuck with teachers. Oh, the worst. I look back on it. I feel bad. Because how would you, <laughs> you even know, get like a whatever. recommendation for anything? I couldn't. Though. Right. Like, yo, I did an extra year of high school. Damn. Yo. That sucks. I almost failed. I almost failed because I just didn't. I never showed up to class. I didn't do work. Really? I didn't show up to class. Yeah, it was, I was like... I hate it. You didn't get good grades? No, not at all. And you didn't get good grades? I definitely didn't get good grades. I was in special ed for a little bit. Son, we're all sneakily. Terrible. Sneakily, I wouldn't. I, I lied about it. Oh, because I, I didn't want anyone. To, I didn't want the stigma, so I would just be like, I, I would be like, oh, I do a different English class than everybody. And people, you know, people don't really track where it was. And yeah. Then there was this girl, Brandy, in special ed, and she'd see me around the halls. She'd be like, Hi, Emma, and everybody like, Hi, you know, Brandy. She like never leaves special ed. I'm like, I don't know. She's like, I like, like, like pretend. Family friend. I gaslit her. Yeah, I was like, I was like Brandy, and then in special ed, I used to cheat off of her. Oh, I was a monster. Shit. Yeah, I fuck with that energy though. This is my energy in class. I would sleep throughout the class, right? Ooh. And then it, the teachers <laughs> knew, like, Yo, if you wake me up. I'm going to roast you to the bell rings, like Jesus. viciously. Just don't wake me up. Just let me fail just head in down. peace. Like, I just want to sleep through class. Right. And then in lunch, I was wild as fuck. In gym, I had fun. Mm. And then that was it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I had a girlfriend senior year. We'd, like, skip school and fuck. Yeah. Like, figure her in the bathroom. Like, I, yeah. I just I just didn't. <laughs> like, I just didn't, like, I didn't, like, want to do anything. Sure. I yeah. get that. Of course, because also stuff you don't picture a career that you want to have. I mean, I knew well, I wanted think, to get out of Maine. But... Do you think it's innately in us as comedians to not like authority? Tough to figure I out. I mean, I find that to be first. it. I don't like authority. Mm. And I think comedy is the one avenue where there really isn't that much authority. And at least if it is, it's based off your talent. Right. right. So Estee's just looking at us based off if we're funny or not. Okay, well, we can handle that. Yeah, we right. Can but that. not this sort of um, like... I don't know, like a principal. You're you're in charge of me. For what? I was, to I was talking to somebody about it the other day. I was like, I think like the only rule is guys have to wear pants. I was like, is that right. like the only rule we have? Right. Pretty, it's pretty amazing. I mean, yeah. there's some cloudy rules. I mean, obviously, it's like, but comics can get away with a lot. Get away with a lot. It's a little bit like when I went to art school. Like they didn't, we didn't have grades and we didn't have majors. It was like all up to you and what you made out of it. And some people just got wasted and did whatever and did minimum amount of work. And then some people really tried. And then there's everything in between. Sure. So with comedy, you you're you're because there's so much freedom that can also get you into trouble. Did which you is see why we've seen Napier comics Gats? with. Drug problems, problems. And drinking problems. Nate Pergazzi had a joke about like if you try to quit comedy, he's like, how can you quit something? He's like, I'm paraphrasing it. No one knows you do, but also like who's the boss? And this joke did not age well, but he was like, I can't call Bill Cosby and be like, I'm out. You know what That's I mean? Because it's like, who's the, who are you going who who to yeah, quit to? There's right. no boss. There's no boss. We and could just stop showing up and then they'd be like, I guess they stopped sending avails. Right. Can you imagine if all, one of us just decided, at this point in our careers, just decided to stop? I don't think other comics would let us. They'd be like, what are you doing? I think that yeah. they, I bet people just wouldn't know where anybody was. And they wouldn't, probably would just fade into the sunset. I think it depends on who your friend circle is, True. Too. You true. know what I mean? True. 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 What happened in LA after that year? Did you just keep getting in trouble or did they well, just send you back? I went to L.A. I was in L.A. for, like, almost a full school year. Okay. Uh, I was, like, playing basketball out there and stuff. Like, I like it literally was just, like, a transfer of my right. my energy but to the West Coast. Sure. But I was really homesick, like, super mm. homesick. Like, I did not like L.A. 
and I had so I have like a lot of friends that I grew up with like they sell drugs and they've mm. always like kind of sold drugs mm. it just got more amazing as they've gotten older they sell like a heavier amount sure. I'm very proud of my friends more I think amazing. they're like kingpins they're right. amazing uh, <laughs> but anyway but back then you know they sold like high school level sure. amount of drugs sure. and uh, so they had a little money so right. basically I figured out a way to get them to all put their money together because they all missed me and I missed them so they all put their money together and in the school library <laughs> I I got a flight from JetBlue. Wow. Yeah. And then, but since I printed it through the library computer, they called my sisters to the school. So I got called to the office like the next period and my sisters were blackened. They were fucking mad. Like they were so mad. And they were like, are you fucking kidding me? And the cops were there. They were like, you're 16. I don't even know how you did this. Right. <laughs> Yo. You're like, I, I'm not about to tell you. Yeah. I'm not about to tell you. I mean, how your friends figured that That's out. That's why I'm not ratting out. Yeah. Right. And then, yeah. And then um, my sister was like, well, whatever. We're not going to keep you here. Like, you, you want to go back? Go back. Like, you bought a plane ticket. You know? It feels weird to not have, like, the people to, like, not, like, because I had a thing where between my parents' house and my dad would be like, you take her. My mom would be like, you take her. It can feel kind of, I would imagine maybe if your sister's like, go back. Because, like, did your, whoever you were going to go back to want you to come back? I think my mom was cool with me coming back. Right. But it was kind of just like they watched a plan fail. Like mm. they all three of them were just like, oh, like, well, what we it, tried. How do they feel now about you doing comedy and having success? They love it. I mean, yeah. like my mom told me I should do stand up since the age of nine. She's the really? first person to ever tell me to do stand up. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. That's, that's, I mean, that's really, I feel like rare for a parent to be like, do they come to you do shows? Um, they've seen me do shows. Okay. Do you not like when family comes to see you do shows? I don't. I don't mind anymore. I don't care. I mean, in the beginning, I think it made me a little nervous. Sure. But now I'm not even thinking about them in the crowd. I'm just thinking about the crowd and right. whatever they're there. Right. She told you to do stand up from nine years old. Yeah, and I disagreed with her hard. Mm, you're like, no, I'm not. She told it's me not from me. nine, and then when I was like. 13, 14, 15, I had friends start saying it. Mm. And they didn't even know my mom had said it. Mm. And I would just disagree hard with them too. I'd be like, mm. shut up, shut up. Nigga, like, I'm not a comedian. Right. Were you thinking, like, you was there something else you wanted to do? I, I, I had hoop dreams. I was like, I'm going to the NBA, 5'10". Uh, there we go. <laughs> Same. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> but then even when I when those dreams died, because those dreams died in L.A. Sure. I, uh, I still didn't want to do comedy. I was right. like, I'm cool on Were that. Were you a comedy fan? Like, did you look up to comedians at all? Huge comedy fan. But really? I, didn't, I didn't even notice that I was. I thought everybody was. Right. Like, I look back on it and I'm like, Oh, I thought everybody was watching right. Def Jam when they were five. Like, oh, I, I, I just thought love, everybody was doing that. That was the only comedy I used to watch, Def Jam. When, and I, I used to watch it. Comic View with Bruce Bruce host. Me I, and my mom used to watch Comic I View loved, heavy. And I didn't know that Bruce Bruce was a comedian. I just was like, I love this guy. Oh, he was I so still funny. do love that still guy. so funny. He lost a lot of weight. One of my yeah. first albums was Ellen. Which I had never, I never watched any and of her comedy. I remember, like... The thing with comedy is so different than other stuff is like you just don't know the avenue to get there. Like right. it just seemed like yeah. someone was just a comedian. Right. And then once you actually learn what comedy is, you're like, oh my god, like right. what a what is this? But my first in my bir first biggest influence, I think, was probably Ellen. But then mm. after that, it wasn't until I was 17 or 16 and I saw Kathy Griffin. Mm. It took oh, so shit. long because there was nothing inviting to gay men for comedy. Sure. Yeah. Everything was gay jokes, gay joke, gay Kathy jokes. Kathy Griffin was big for that. I remember that. I remember, she changed the game. Yeah, I remember. She I never could like, follow her. I could never she, get into her. She was the first person I've ever heard in my entire life ever speak positively about gay people in mm. comedy. That's dope. Hmm. 
Yeah, I don't remember if Comic View did. And I remember not. getting nervous. <laughs> I have a feeling Comic View didn't do that. Yeah. Well, I, but, but on that point, I remember getting nervous for Kathy. This is how internalized homophobia I had, is that I was nervous that her <clears throat> speaking positively about gay people would hurt her career. Mm, sure. And I didn't want her to. Right. Because I loved her so much, I didn't want, because if you said anything positive about gay people, you were Right, out. right. Wow. So that was the first, she like really empowered me. She wow. was, yeah, Maybe you get to meet her someday. She's probably around. Yeah. yeah, she's probably I mean, Ellen, I don't know Joan, where she's Margaret Cho, and 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 Kathy were my biggest influences. Did you? What was the first open mic like that you went to? Um, terrible. Yeah, terrible. Where New was York, it? It's brutal. Um, it was uh, stand up New York. Mm, uh, I used to do those all the time in the middle of the day. Yeah. I quit. Yeah, I quit. So did I when yeah. I first moved to New York. Then I like was like, ah, I'm One not. One of my doing sisters this. convinced me to try stand up, mm. like. Like I, I feel like I quit twice, but I think I only quit once. Mm. But it was like I did the mic. I was so nervous. I told my jokes backwards. It was like four old people in a room, and I remember just thinking like, "Oh, I'm too scared to do this. Like yeah. I can't do this." Yeah, you know, it's horrifying. Yeah. yeah. Well, those open oh, those two. It's like you usually you pay five dollars, mm-hmm. and then it's they'll have it at like four p.m., five yep. p.m., some kind of weird fucking time where it's mm-hmm. like. Where it's everything a, it's a nice feels... day outside, and you're in this fucking yes. weird room with yeah. these fucking weird people. Yeah, you're like, all right, let's. T- I mean, they I'm... know each other, right? And they're letting you know they know. Each- I've watched a lot. They of... let you know that they, they know each other. You know. That's yeah. true. I've watched so much like intense, hardcore, fucked up porn, and I've been to lots of like self help meetings in like church basements. Nothing, nothing is like those open mics where it's like, oh, nothing. I mean, there's no fucking, there's no. Like kink persons tied up getting railed in a basement porn that is anyway less invite like the the open mics are hard. Comics are very alienating, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's because it's fucking you, weird when, those ones. It's well, they all want to sniff you out. Yeah, what they care about are you funny and do you work really hard. Yeah. Outside of that, they don't care. So you're walking into a room unknown, and, and it's incredibly alien. It's like walking into an Italian family. Mm. They will just alienate you out. Mm. The thing with me is I, I always felt alienated around, like, open mics. That's why mm. I, I always look – like, I look back on it like uh, Usama always says, like, oh, Igor going to get booked on bar shows because he's not like other comedians mm. as a person. Right, You know what I mean? Right. Like, I, would I relate be like, to that. I'd be, like, yeah. outside, like, hollering at that. a girl, sure. and they'd be like, what? Right. He's like gonna right. talk to a girl that right. walks by. Right. You know how have you seen press before? This guy's in on another level. Yeah. 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 Like and it's like, no, I just right. I, I have social skills, right. man. I'm like right. I don't know what to tell you. Because you know right. comedians, especially open mic comedians, they're all like fucking like introverted, Absolutely. weird people. Absolutely. I always say this, I'm like comedians are the best of the fucking worst when it, you're trying to talk to them. That's it. Either yeah. one or the other. We're a strange group. Yep. Because it's a <laughs> controlled medium when you're doing the comedy, so it makes sense when that sometimes then also maybe be a little challenging. But also I've tried doing improv before and I hate that shit. Fucking yo, I hate. when I when I wanted to do comedy and I was like back in the city. Like with, with it on my mind, yeah. I went to an improv show on a Saturday night. Mm. Right? Was it good at or bad? UCB? And I remember watching it and going, "Not that." Yeah. And then I went on like a Tuesday night to the comic strip late at night. Jordan Rock was doing late night. Right. And I Love remember, Jordan I remember Rock. seeing him and thinking, "He's only yeah. a couple years older than me. That's really fucking good. Yeah. I could do this." Yeah. Like I knew stand up was it. Those improv and that was probably a good improv show too because. Um, or but he, then even being like not I took a trudging improv class and I took one of them and we were supposed to like bounce balls around in the middle of the day and I was like you know I don't do drugs to like not have to do these type of situations well like, there's there's something about stand up and improv and a lot of people go from improv to stand up sure. that they realize that it's like oh I, I can do it on my own Right. Yeah. I prefer, I'm selfish. I prefer to be on yeah. the stage by myself. Me too. I don't want to bomb because of you. 
Right. You know what right. I mean? Like, if I and bomb, I, it's because of me. Cause and of me. also, it's like, it, mm, I'm not trying to, I don't, I'm not trying to look down on improv, but it's like with improv, to me, it's not, it doesn't seem as fun because it's like, well, then I have to be with like a group of people. It sure. feels very theater. You got to let other people theater. talk. I want to talk. Right. Give me the spotlight. Right. Right. That's exactly <laughs> right. Breed. And but it makes sense. Stand up is for people who want to be only. We want to be heard. Yeah. I did an audition the other day, and they were like, "It was supposed to be for improvisers," and they were like, "Are you trained in improv?" And I just was like, "Yeah, absolutely." Like I've been training for improv my whole life, and they were like, "Can you give us some specifics of where you trained?" And I was like, "I was lying. Actually, I have not <laughs> trained for, for improv at all." And they were like, "Oh." But I was like, but I've dated a lot. I was like, I can keep a conversation going. And yeah, I was but like, Emma, you could say you do improv every single night because you're talking, you're doing crowd work. Totally. Yeah. 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 And they were like, okay. So then we did some, I guess what would be considered improv, like role plays. And I was like, all right, this, we can do this. But dating is a lot like improv because you're trying yeah. to like keep Shift the conversation it off moving. Off the top of the a, head. Yeah. Get yeah. it, you know, get it cranking. Well, um, Thanks for coming on our show. We're Thanks sorry this is a quick one. Where's your we, dream to be in one year? Yeah, we're, give us your dream. To be in one year? Yeah. Like if you had five one years. Let's not the one year. Let's say five mm. years. Five years? I could give you a five-year plan. Okay, let's, let's say you're five year time. Uh, first special. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully like TV show that's sure. like my TV show. Scripted or unscripted? Scripted. Okay. Um, that means acting. Yeah. And uh, Married? No, but a significant other. <laughs> yeah. In a relationship. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. 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 I think that's it. Sounds good. I think that's a pretty fair. I think that's very achievable for you. Five years, right? Yeah. Oh, I love you guys. All right. You heard it. You heard <laughs> it here first. Where can people find you online? Eagle Wit Official on Instagram. Bada bing, bada boom. Thank you guys so much for being here for another episode of Inside the Closet. Thank you. Star Bands Audio, a podcast, <clears throat> a podcast network.